ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your weekend wrap-up. I had something cooler in my mind to say earlier, but when I went to say it just now, it was gone. So This is your weekend wrap-up coming to you from the bell tower. I think it was even better than that, but that was good too. But usually by the time I hit record, it's all gone. So it's just spaces and it's like, well, here we are. Yeah, we're here for the weekend wrap up. Yeah. That is my exciting introdu- introduction. We are here, yeah. and you are listening to us. Hopefully, hopefully people are listening to us. Do you think people are listening to us, Bill? I, uh, yes, I think people are listening to us. Good, I, good. How could they not? Yeah, we, it doesn't. Aren't we like a like a vital part of the weekend? I think so, and the week, and yeah. everything in between the week and yeah. the weekend. So. Yeah. Anyway, here we are, <laughs> uh, <laughs> wrapping up your week. Yeah, which re- was an exciting weekend. I mean, yeah. you, you had baseball, mm. right? I had the NFL draft, and uh, how the how's the NFL draft going? I haven't uh, asked uh, you since what was it Thursday when it kicked off? Uh, yesterday, you had asked how it was going at, at one yeah. point. So yeah, yeah. And the first night I did, and you're like, eh, I haven't really got to see it. Yeah, yeah, which is the most exciting. But you know, I, I get the alerts on my phone, mm. so you know. Did you make up some like hot wings and some queso and things like that? I, I I grilled chicken. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's so uh, yeah, that's I grilled cool. out some chicken and um, it, it, Thursday nights are busy nights, so mm. I had to kind of squeeze it in and and uh, you know, but then I did chips and salsa yesterday yeah. during you know a couple rounds. Anything so. uh, exciting? Any? I, I thought so. I mean, the Steelers picked up uh, Najee Harris, who is a uh, you know prime running back from Alabama. Okay. I was very excited about that because Steelers have needed a running back, and I thought they Steelers typically go linebacker first round, and Steelers also had their two offensive linemen, like their main guys, retire this year. Mm-hmm. So I was I thought they were going to go for that and just do like running back by committee, which sucked last year. Yeah. So I was very excited that they got an actual skill player. So That's good. That's good. Yeah. Aaron yeah. Rodgers, I heard, is saying fuck you to the Packers. Yeah, and and uh, rightly so. Yeah. Rightly so. From they, what from what I heard, see, I don't follow football much, but from what I saw and what I heard, the little bits of it, the Packers basically told him that they weren't they were gonna trade him off. Yeah. And so then they decided it, and so he got pissed off about that. And then they decided to come back and say, "No, we might not." And he's just basically like, "Fuck you, yeah, trade or not, I'm I'm not coming back." Yeah. So and you had said that they kind of stuck it to uh, Brett oh, Favre, Favre back same in the day way too. Yeah. Except yeah. they just locked him out. Yeah, of they just locked him out of the training room. And then when he called to see what was going on, they were like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna go a different direction." How shitty is that? Like I your know. star quarterback, how yeah. he took him to a couple Super Bowls. Didn't yeah. He? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't understand how. I mean, I get that it's about the money, but there's a sense right. of loyalty there. Even right. if you need to trade somebody off. Yeah. I mean, you expect it from the players, right? right. So shouldn't it go both ways? Mm-hmm. You know. But like I said, even if you have to trade somebody off for yeah. financial reasons or right. for whatever have you. You treat him with decision. some respect. Yeah. yeah, the guy's done how much good yeah. for you. It's not like he was that. Who was that guy that like ran his mouth that got kicked? on social media last year and got kicked off. I told oh. you, I just texted you and said he got picked up again. Yeah, uh, Antonio Brown. Yeah, 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 and he went to the yeah. um, the uh, Buccaneers. Yeah, but last yeah. year, was it last year or two years ago, he got picked up by the, the Patriots, yeah. ran his mouth and was and kicked, off kicked off in like again. the next week. So yeah. um, I, I understand that if <laughs> you just like, you know what, we're done. We can't mm-hmm. do this. But when it's like somebody that's taken you to like, championships that's been like a vital player since right. when Aaron Rodgers is since what did we say like 08 yeah 08 so yeah like 12 14 yeah. years and somewhere in he's there he's taken him to the, he's gotten him one Super Bowl mm-hmm. 
But, uh, you know, he's taken the playoffs multiple years. And, I mean, he was the MVP last year. Yeah, it's just like, so do something. It's like in baseball, the catcher, my guy, Yadier Molina, for the Cardinals, I mean, he was his contract was up, and everybody's like, dude, he's about to retire. Just fucking sign him to get yeah. him so he can retire right. as a Cardinal. He's been a Cardinal his entire life. Uh, career which Aaron Rodgers has been a packer his entire career how many right. how many years you think Aaron Rodgers has left yeah i i would say maybe 2 3 yeah, tops yeah just like sign him for the last couple of years yeah. just to retire I, him as a to packer to be honest i don't even know because uh Favre ended up he went to the jets and then he went to the vikings mm-hmm. retired as a viking i think he retired as a viking i don't think he went back and retired as a packer no i don't think so so i, I mean, mean i think he retired as viking which would be a big fuck you because oh, yeah. the vikings and packers right, are it's like, a rival yeah, yeah. <coughs> so, so i think that was probably intentional yeah. Oh, I'm anyway, sure. the Cardinals have been uh, hitting a lot of players in the faces. I've I've heard twice this week on that they on purpose. Not I no I don't think oh. so. I don't think it's on purpose. But I mean that sparks a lot of <laughs> yeah um, people emptying the dugouts to fight oh, because yeah, yeah. so several um, head coaches getting uh, expelled from games this week. So it's been an interesting week in baseball. But I mean yeah. they're. They're doing average, I guess you could okay. say. They're not doing bad. I think they got a team. They got a good, strong team. They just mm-hmm. have to get it to click. So they got a g- cool. few players they need to dump, but yeah, <laughs> um, that are kind of holding things back. But they're big contract players. Oh, so gotcha. like they got like like hundred million dollar contract. So it's like, well, we can't play these, right. not play these guys. It's yeah. like, but can't you? <laughs> yeah. So you ever see that movie, A uh, Major League? Uh, a long time ago. Oh, okay. Long time. Jen and I, we watched it again mm-hmm. last night, and uh, it's it's a good baseball one. But they have one of those high price players, you know, and he's like, you know, he gets pissed off because he he doesn't want to dive to, de- you know, field the ball because he, you know he's got contract on the line, you know, and then the coach is like, well, every time you or the manager's like, every time you you don't dive or you don't get in the front of the ball, I want you to do forty p- sit ups. Oh, wow. And so he takes his contract. He's like. Well, my contract says I don't have to do any uh, calisthenics or anything. Oh I don't deem, and, uh, you know, and I just see, you know, a high price player, you know, kind of being like that. Yeah, that would piss me off. It's like once you get those mega contracts, it's just like you're expected to do your fucking job because they sign you at that level because of the job that you're playing at. Yeah. It's not like a un- a union, which we're going to actually talk about unions yeah, today. That's, that's funny. Uh, it's not like a union where um, – which it kind of there there are sports unions and that's yeah. pro- a big part of the problem I'm sure yeah. but where like the longer you're into it the less you got to do it's like dude they signed you with this multi right. hundreds of million dollar contract because yeah. of the level you're playing that doesn't mean step down your playing right. yeah. level yeah but we're not here to talk sports no I would like to do we like, like an ep- do that. episode yeah. of sports but it there's just, just so much fucking going on I know so in which we have plenty going on this week. Should we start doing a sports hour? <laughs> we could. We, uh, I mean, now that sports are back full swing, I don't yeah. think we could have pulled it really off no, last year. Anyway, last year was kind of weird because so the sports so. were just kind of not. Yeah, and when they were, it was just kind of lackluster anyway. So, yeah. um, this week we have plenty going on because Joe Biden finally addressed Congress for the first time. Mm-hmm. So you, you, we kept calling it the State of the Union. It's not yeah, actually State no, of the Union. For so they didn't call it State of the Union, and I, I don't know why. It's called the Joint Address to Congress, which, from what I've heard, presidents don't typically give a State of the Union until the first year after, Yeah. so after they've been president for a year. So he addressed Congress. We sat down 
during work while while we were trying to hammer out some work, right. put the state this address to Congress. Yeah, on in the background. I think we were throwing things every couple minutes, being like, "What the hell does that it's mean?" Like, are you freaking <laughs> yeah. kidding me? Yeah, it, it was beyond <coughs> ridiculous. Yeah, there's so, so, such lines as as uh, what J- January sixth was the biggest attack on democracy since uh, the Civil War. Since the Civil War. Yeah. So that's bigger than nine eleven. Yeah. Bigger than Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Bigger than name it. I I, I I yeah. I don't know when I that was like one of the first things he said too yeah, in the yeah. speech, and that was the first time I'm just like, are you serious? Yeah. Did, did, did he did just, he just say, say that? We yeah. I think we even rewound it just to see if he said <laughs> yeah. it. Um, yeah. do you do you still say rewind on videos? On, I do on digital I do, videos. Yeah. Yeah. Is it because you don't actually wind the tape backwards yeah, anymore? So yeah, what what weird. do what do you young youngsters call the backing up of yeah. videos? Because I feel old school when yeah. I say rewind. It's like when you see the save icon on Microsoft Word and it's still a floppy disk. It's just like, why is that still a floppy disk? That's so yeah. outdated. But yeah. I'm sure people still say say rewind because I do, and that's all that matters. So we got an NPR article about the address to Congress because even their title here is Big government is back. Do you think they think that's a good thing, or are they saying it's a bad thing? I think they think that's a good thing. First of all, my thought to this is, no, big government is not back. Big government is just still. <laughs> right, right. Because yeah. it, big government didn't really go away yeah. when Republicans were in charge. There was still yeah. big government. It was just it was. focused yeah. in different areas. Yeah, and, and you know, it's, it's really uh, irritating to me. As someone who was I – w- I was at one point a big Republican – and one of the reasons I, I got tired of it is because I realized that, yeah, they're just shifting funds around. They're not really for smaller government. No. They're just for different government. Just <laughs> spending money in different yeah, spaces. Right. Instead of spending money here, right. they'll put in the military there. or, you know, police sure. or whatever, you know. So big government is back, and three other takeaways from Biden's address to Congress is what this article from NB- NPR is titled. So it says President Biden's joint address to Congress looked back over the challenges he faced taking office 100 days ago in the midst of a pandemic. It was 99 days ago when he when he gave this. Get your facts straight. Right, right. Get your shit together because he even said one day shy of my 100 days and in my first 100 days I'm like Wait, you just said you weren't your first 100 days yet. Right. So yeah. a lot can happen in this day, dude. Yeah, right. Anyway, um it says, uh, taken 100 days ago in the midst of a pandemic and declared, America is on the move again. And Fantastic. To the ra- rumbling applause, standing applause. Dude, how many times did they stand oh, and yeah. applaud? Uh, like all the standing t- ovations. And it was always led by Pelosi and Harris. Mm-hmm. You know, they would always stand and be like, not to bash on the Catholics, but this reminded me of a Catholic wedding. <laughs> there was no kneeling, yeah. surprisingly. A lot of up and downs. It was yeah. so much. Like, anytime he said anything, they're just like, yay! It's just like, yeah. what do you say? What did I yeah, miss there? Right. Yeah. It's like, America is here. Yay! Yeah. Stand up. Uh, this is my first address to Congress. Yay! <laughs> It's like, dude, what the hell? Ooh. It's like, can you kiss his ass anymore? Yeah, and and this is this was history because it was the first time any president had oh turned to say, God. "Madam Vice President." It's true. Yeah, the first time in history, the two people, sit, the Speaker of the House and the Vice President behind yes. him, both were females. Yeah. sitting behind him. Yeah, and if you watch their faces, and I told you this, and 
I can't remember if I posted on social media or not, but if you watch the two of their faces, you can almost read their thoughts oh, through yeah. their eyes. They're both wearing yeah. ridiculous masks. Oh, Nancy yeah. Pelosi's mask reminds me of uh, Shredder from the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> it's just like this monstrosity yeah. of a mask covering her whole face. But you can read their thoughts through their eyes. You look at Harris, and her thought is, and every time she gets that like squinty smile, her thought is, are the cameras looking at me? Mm. Can, uh, are they seeing me? How do I look on yeah. camera? Can the cameras see me yeah. right now? Yeah. Is it Doug watch? Is Douglas watching <laughs> me? <laughs> and you you know like like her eyes would start twinkling when mm. he was about ready to talk to her about her. Or you know, yeah, anytime like, <gasps> he this is it. This yeah. is it. Any, this is it. Anytime he'd mention the vice president or anything, her yeah, she'd get that like twinkle in her. Yeah. Like, chill out. Chill the fuck out. You act like you've never done this before. Yeah. You've never been in the the limelight before. And then you got Nancy Pelosi on the other hand, on the other side, whose eyes are just saying, man, I wish I had more cocaine. <laughs> That's it. You got, man, I wish the cameras were looking at me, and man, I wish I had more cocaine. Yeah. That's it. That's that. I mean, that's the key takeaway I got from that whole speech. So yeah, I get that. But NPR got more than yeah. that, apparently. It says, the speech also outlined an ambitious, active role for the government to continue helping Americans struggling, as well as new proposals to boost the country's ability to compete. Which, how much did he sound like a freaking nationalist in all of this? Because it was like yeah. Yeah. bringing jobs back to America right. and yeah. uh, America first type yeah. mentality. Yeah. Mo moving production of, of solar panels and, and windmills to America instead mm -hmm. of Beijing. and yeah. yeah, he's like, why are we, instead of producing wind wind turbines in Beijing let's ha is it too much to ask that we have them built yeah. in Pittsburgh and, and we yeah we had to rewind that also because we were like wait did he just say that yeah it's just like trump was saying that shit for yeah. 4 years and like he's racist he's yeah. fucking racist yeah. and he he wants to be an isolationist yes so but it's different when it comes from the other side yeah says the speech outlined an ambitious active role for the government due to continuing helping Americans struggling, as well as new proposals to boost the country's ability to compete, like I said. It amounted to an updated New Deal, but one that faces a precarious path to get through razor-thin margins in both the House and Senate. Glad they're comparing it to the New Deal, because we just did that, what, like three, yeah, four or right. five weeks and ago. And, and yeah, and this is legit. Because of the pandemic and Biden's personality, <laughs> what personality? <laughs> The hour-plus speech was a stark contrast from his predecessors because he has no life in him. Yeah. Donald Trump, at least, uh, How was many clubs did he have? Uh, I uh, mean, uh, 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 where uh, he'd uh, say uh, something and he'd go back and, and have to try to say it like five or six times. Yeah, my favorite was he was like, instead of building back better, uh, uh, build, building back, we need to build back better. Yeah. It's like, dude, you killed the punchline. <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah. Can't tell a joke with the punchline. He still got the applause. People oh, yeah. were like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that right there. That fuck what, up. What he right said. There. That, that hit me in the feels. I don't know what he said, but yeah. <laughs> it was more low-key and traditional litany of policy priorities instead of an often un unpredictable and unscripted moment seen in former President Donald Trump's speech on speeches on Capitol Hill. Instead of facing a crowded chamber of lawmakers ready to interrupt with loud cheers, they, they, they interrupted with cheers constantly. Yeah, not Biden's <laughs> Biden spoke to a mostly empty chamber, <laughs> only 200 <laughs> attendees instead of the usual 1,600. Is that because of COVID or just because nobody else wanted to be I there? I think nobody <laughs> wanted to be there. The former, e yeah. even when they showed like uh, 
you know, like uh, different people sitting around. They all look like. Yeah, they were like falling asleep. Yeah, or right. Who yeah. was it? That we oh, Ted Cruz Ted was falling asleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. His eyes were. All, he'd be like. Yeah. He's like, oh, oh, yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> the former senator felt at home ad-libbing references to his former colleagues in Congress. He wasn't ad-libbing no, he was shit. <laughs> ad-libbing all that was scripted because yeah. every time he talked, he was either facing yeah. 45 degree angle in this way or 45 yeah. degree angle this way, which is exactly where they placed those clear teleprompters yeah. as speeches. Yeah. Um, and seeming nostalgic about his time walking the halls in the <laughs> Capitol. You mean the, his time when he's like proposing blatantly right. racist proposals to yeah. Congress? Right. He also spoke to a deeply divided room that almost had polar opposite reactions to the bulk of his presentation. Oh, shit. Go away. I don't want to fund public radio's future. Aren't we already funding public radio's yes. future? Our tax dollars <laughs> are funding them. Here are some of the takeaways from his joint address. Number one, era of big government is back, and Biden is all in. Let me zoom in on this a little because I'm having a hard time reading because I'm half blind. So they're saying big government is back. Again, they're not saying that if it's coming from NPR, it must be a good thing. Absolutely. Former President Bill Clinton notably declared in 96 State of the Union address that the era of big government is over. Really? Marking a shift for Democrats, then trying to show attention to fiscal responsibility. But Biden and unbashedly rolling out new liberal federal programs rejected that and instead argued government was the solution. Not only did he argue that government was the solution, but he actually said, we the people means the government. Yeah, yeah. Not us. Yeah. He's like— Come on, us man! Right the, here, we the people. Yeah. That that that's us. That's the government. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? What? That did, was like what his did you last just say? last thing he said. That's that was his closing. Yeah. And it's just like no, that that doesn't refer to you people. Yeah. That refers to us, yeah. the people. We the people, not you people. The real people. Yeah. You guys don't really matter. You just no. pay our bills. Yeah. Biden already notched one legislative achievement on his belt with the one point nine trillion dollar Corona relief bill. We got it since it's NPR. We gotta read with our NPR voice. <laughs> Less than three weeks later, he unveiled a 2.3 trillion infrastructure bill. Holy shit! I can't even say that <laughs> in an uh, NPR low-key voice because right. another 2.3 trillion dollars for infrastructure, on top of his almost two trillion that was just re- rolled out. Right. right. What a month ago. Yeah. So now we're looking at what 4.2 trillion dollars. Like that, added to the national debt. Fantastic. Dubbed the American Jobs Plan. I mean, if you dub something, I mean, yeah. we, we've talked about it. Like, if you yeah. title it something, like, right. that pulls at the heartstrings, anybody will go. Yeah. American Jobs Plan, that just takes you back to the Roosevelt days, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. like, the government, like, working hand-in-hand mm. with blue-collar workers to, to build the backbone of this country. Speaking of the backbone of this country, yes. I mean, I, I'm trying to get through these bullet points, but I keep being reminded <laughs> of all the pissed off things. What did he say about oh, what oh, the country is founded on? He said Wall Street did not build this country. Which I'm fine with him saying. Yes, that. yes. He said the middle class built this country, and the unions built the middle class. Therefore, if A plus B equals C, yes. then the unions built this, this country. country. Right. Not us, yes. not we the people or them the people, Yeah, 
the unions are what built this country because if the blue collars or the middle class built the country and the unions built the middle class, then A plus B equals C, the unions built the country, yeah. which the unions didn't come around until like 200 years <laughs> after <laughs> the country or like 150 years right? later. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't until after the bulk of the uh, Industrial Revolution had started. Yeah, so I mean, I, I understand the importance of the unions back then. I mean, yeah. there was shit work conditions, right. but yeah. Hats off to the unions for this speech, guys. Yeah. Guys, I, I, I know I owe yeah. you and you and you and you. So, so th does that go back to uh, the oh, back to Obama when he was talking about small business owners and stuff? And, and yeah, when he said, you didn't build this. Yeah, I remember that. That was yeah. one thing that stands out to me that Obama said that yeah. pissed me off the most. It's like, you didn't build that. You didn't build that. We, the people, built that. Yeah. yeah. The unions built this country. Anyway sidetracked again because you were super pissed off i saw it coming yeah i don't know why uh, but yeah I, I did not see that at all i knew he was gonna bring up yeah. the unions there and you're just like what what the hell did you just say you just like <laughs> i think you flipped your chair over yeah i don't know your i was being overly dramatic i think you just like pulled the computer fun. monitor off the wall <laughs> it was it was dramatic yeah. it was it pissed me off too though but i like i said i saw it coming yeah. for some reason uh, well, I thought he was going to go, you know, because they always make the contrast between Wall Street and Main Street. Mm -hmm. And I thought he was going to say Main Street built this country. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. They, nope. It's the unions. Yeah. Um, so the jobs plan, again. Yes. Calls for spending on a range of items like roads, bridges, water systems, and broadband access. But it also expands beyond traditional infrastructure spending to include plans to address racial inequality, which... And combat climate change. Don't forget that. Yes, that's but the more important part, actually, I think. That's going to be included in all this. I, I, I don't. Sure. I mean, I can see addressing racial equality, inequality, but it always irritates me when they dub it in the same, like, racial inequality is an epidemic. So yeah. now we're, we're putting it into our, or our pandemic category. Right. Uh, racial inequality is a... Um, infrastructure issue. So now it's got to be thrown into the infrastructure. It's just like, yeah, it, we got to throw this in everywhere. So, well, if you like racial inequality, then vote against this jobs plan because right. this is for racial inequality. And then the same with like the spending for the pandemic. It's just yeah. like you throw shit like that in just to get people like we, we were talking about with John Odermatt earlier this week. You talk about kids and people automatically feel bad if they don't. Right vote for it or, like, support it. If you throw racial equality in there, they're going to feel bad if they don't support it. <coughs> but then again, con combating climate change, too, like you said, is huge because yeah. that's pointing straight at the Green New Deal yeah, stuff. Yeah, and the Build Back Better. Yep, the, the build, 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 build Back Better. Um, let's go to the next takeaway because we don't have all day for this. Number two, Biden framed expanded federal programs as a new deal for middle class to compete. Republicans have tagged Biden's expansive vision for more federal spending as radical and mocked his argument that items like health care subsidies and child care tax credits are forms of in infrastructure. Again, that I agree with that. Like you can't just lump everything into pandemic or lump everything into infrastructure because they're not the same thing. Yeah. Instead of engaging in that debate, Biden argued that the U.S. should be compelled to provide these types of programs now because it was falling behind globally. Again, kind of national sentiment there, nationalist sentiment. He said these programs would equip Americans to compete with other countries in the 21st century with education the cornerstone to close the gap. 
Biden said he wanted ideas from Republicans and there was room for compromise. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. But he made it clear he wouldn't wait for negotiations um, if negotiations didn't progress, saying doing nothing is not an option. So he's saying with or without Republicans, we're going to move forward on my plan. Right. We can't be so busy competing with each other that we forget the competition is with the rest of the world to win the 21st century. Hmm. Doesn't that sound like something Trump would have said? Yeah, yeah, it does. And been called a racist yes. and a nationalist and a Nazi yes. and whatever else they call it. <laughs> to win the competition for the future, we also need to make once in generation, once in a generation investment in our families and in our children. The American Jobs Plan is a blue-collar blueprint to build America. He argued his proposed t proposal to tax wealthy Americans and corporations was a fair approach since the small number of ultra-rich only expand their portfolios during the pandemic while middle-class and low-income workers suffered. Why? Why is that, Bill? <laughs> Why is it that only the ultra-rich expanded their portfolios? We mm. talked about this. Yeah, we talked about this a lot. It's not yeah. because of this unfair right. system set up to support... I mean, maybe it is, but it's because well, we shut down all all the small business, small private, the local the business. Yeah, shut down. It was only the WalMarts, the, the online, the Target, the online, the Amazons. They were the only ones that were able to stay open during everything. Here's that statement here. Wall Street didn't build this country. The middle class built this country and unions built the middle class. Why? I, I just want to know why he threw that in there. Because uh, it's it probably a, a wink, wink to the unions. Uh, and to be because he pissed off the unions when he first well, day one. But uh, my guess is the union higher ups they knew what was coming. Yeah, and the, but sure. they also knew that it was going to lead to this, mm. right? They knew that the 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 Keystone was going to be shut down, oil pipelines and whatever were going to be shut down. But he also knew that the president was going to be pushing the this infrastructure bill that was going to bring roads and bridges. And water pipes and everything else, and that was going to make business for the unions booming. So it was a, it was an acceptable loss for I, them. I just think that if he had said Wall Street didn't build this country, the middle class built this country. Oh yeah, end right. of sentence. We would have been like, yeah, yeah, I can see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. all right. And then me. he had to throw in that. Yeah, just just to piss us all off a little more. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, it's like when somebody in passing is just like. Um, looks like you're having a good day. And as they keep on walking by, they're like, not doing any work today. It's <laughs> just like, well, that was something nice said. And then you had to end it with that. And you had to be a dick. Yes. <laughs> That's what this was like. It's like the middle class built this country. It's like, oh, yeah. But and the unions built this. It's like, yeah. oh, what the fuck, man? Number three takeaway. We might not get through all these because we have other things to talk about. Biden tied the success of his presidency to reasserting democracy abroad. Okay, so what does that mean? Like we're putting our hands in other countries? That's yeah. I mean, that's basically it. You know, we're the we're the world's police, and we're going to be there again. Oh, they even included. It's time we remember that we, the people, are the government. You and I, not some force in a distant capital, not some powerful force we have no control over. Um, it says Biden said Americans have responsibility to, to do our part. A contrast from Trump's emphasis on an American first. Foreign policy. So <laughs> he is saying America first, but also we need to stick our hands in everybody else's yeah, business, too. Right. Yeah. 
If we do, then we will meet the the central challenge of the age by proving that democracy is durable and strong. Well, and and one of the things he talked about that we talked about was he talked about expanding out public schooling to include preschool. Yes. Right? So first he went on to talk about how it was essential that kids – that studies show that kids that get two extra years – Early on, instead of child care. Instead of child care. But then he went on and said that they were going to put – Universal child or child care on the docket up to five years old. Up to five years old. He specifically yeah. said three and four year olds shouldn't be in just child care. They should be being educated. And studies show that uh, kids that get the pre education, like preschool and stuff like that, um, go on to excel in college yeah. and in their careers and stuff. And then, like two minutes later, he's like, "And we're going to expand free, ch- try yeah. to expand free child care up to age five. It's like. Yeah. How so does that work? So you're wanting to spend money on not child care, and then you're wanting to spend money on child yeah. care. Yeah. I'm not understanding yeah. what you're well, saying. And here. then he further expanded it to say that he thought that uh, two years of community college mm-hmm. should be included in public education. Yeah, he's wanting to add four years, yeah. two on the front end and two on the back yeah, end. Yeah, that's a hell of a lot of education. Mm-hmm. And so. a lot, hell of a lot of money. <laughs> well, and a lot of indoctrination mm-hmm. also. Oh, God. I didn't even think about that part. Oh, yeah, Damn absolutely. It. It start them at a young age, take them through, you know, their ripe, you know, college Early age. college age yeah. when they're just like very – the wor- They have the world in their hands to do yeah. whatever. Yep. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then by the time they get out of there, they can yep. settle down to some liberal arts mm-hmm. degree or whatever. Yeah. And then he talked about – about expanding health care, the Obama care, because he thought that it was more important to have uh, more of a universal type single payer system. So mm. you know they're going to push that more. Again. Oh yeah. Number four, the last takeaway was marking history. Presidents frequently argue that they are making historic strides in their annual primetime speeches, touting a policy accomplishment or statistics about a record-breaking economic indicator. But Biden made the point of pausing at the start of his speech. Now that's just because he couldn't think <laughs> of what he was supposed to say. So, yeah. To emphasize the image of him standing for the first time as the president of the United States before two women on the rostrum. That moment, streaming online and on television screens to millions, was a compelling moment for women and for communities of color. That was their big takeaway historic moment was yeah. the fact that there was a yeah. female of color and another female behind him. Yeah. Madam Speaker, Madam Vice President, no vi- no president has ever said those words from this podium, and it's about time. Yeah, it is. That's the only reason why they picked Kamala Harris. It is. So he could Absolutely. say that. Yeah. Biden said, acknowledging the first female vice president, Kamala Harris, sitting behind him alongside Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi. Later, the president mentioned taking the vice president with leading the effort to implement his American jobs plan. Now, d- does she need more work? Because he already gave her the border yeah. stuff that well, we talked but about. Remember, when we talked about the borders, people were asking her about what she was going to do. And she said, I'm not here for that. I'm here to push the American jobs plan. Yeah. So, And her role in the de- diplomatic effort to address the immigration crisis and talks with <laughs> Central American countries. How's that going for her, by right. the way? So this article is titled um, Big Government is Back, but their main biggest takeaway they got was the whole yeah. Harris and Pelosi behind. Right. Yeah. But again, like I said, 
big government's not back. It's just no. here. It's right. just it's it, still it, here. It hasn't gone away. And it's not going to no. unless something drastically it, it's changes. It's just going to it's going to get bigger. Yeah. And bigger and bigger I mean, and I mean look at the increase in government size just in the last but, 100 but days. But look at any president who comes in and who wants to cut the size of government, what's the first thing he's going to have to do? Yeah. Cut jobs. Right. And, and then oh wow, he's putting thousands of people out of work. Yep. So then now he's a bad guy. Yep. So there's just not a there's not a good way to do that. There's not. I mean, I'm fine with them just slashing positions in government. Um, there's there's plenty of private sector jobs out there that they can fill. No, oh, there is. So in response to that, Tim Scott c- got up and basically said that there's not systemic racism yeah. in the United States. He has experienced plenty of racism. He said. Specifically stating that he's been called racial slurs, he's been called Uncle Tom, he's been called the N-word, and things like that. Well, then people got pissed off about him standing up to Biden's comments about systemic racism. Yeah. And the Twitter hashtag Uncle Tim started trending. Because what he was saying was he's got almost more racism from the liberal left than he has from anybody else, because they're the ones that call him Uncle Tom. Well, then, in response to that, they started they calling him, right. him Uncle Tim. <laughs> yes, yeah, they they blatantly just prove him right. <laughs> surprisingly, Twitter made the move to block that trend. That is surprising. It is very surprising. I mean, I'm sure it was just so they didn't get pushback. Yeah. I, um, I'm. I, it it does surprise me though. But um, it was blocked after it trended for hours though. So it, it went around for several hours before they. And, blocked and this it. is the same guy who was getting. Uh, nailed by was it the Washington Post? They're calling saying that he was an elitist because it hadn't uh, been the Times. He went from uh, maybe it was the Times. Then he went from a from uh, his family went from working the cotton fields to him being in the in the Senate. So maybe um, it was the Post. I don't remember which is which. Anymore. Yeah, I, I don't know. So, but one of them, one of them tried to say that he mm. he was elitist because of that. Yeah, this article. I'm just gonna briefly go over this. It says Scott, who is black declared the United States is not a racist country while saying he had encountered racism in his life. Some of it, he said, was from the left in the form of being called an Uncle Tom, a derogatory phrase for blacks who are viewed as too deferential to whites. I get called Uncle Tom in the N-word by progressives, by liberals, Scott said during a speech. After his rebuttal, Uncle Tim appeared on Twitter, trending topics, as more and more tweets relayed the racially charged play on his name. Again, it's ir- ironic because he's calling them out for calling him this, right. and then they just turn they around just and respond that. by calling him <laughs> it. Twitter spokesperson told Fox News Thursday morning that the company is blocking the phrase from appearing in trends. Mm. This is in line with our policy on trends. The spokesperson told Fox News, noting that the company wants trends to promote healthy conversation on Twitter. Oh, I'm sure. I'm mm. sure that's what you want. Yeah, that's it. This means that at times we may not allow or may temporarily prevent content from appearing in trends until more context is available. Do you need more context on that, though? <laughs> I mean, apparently, yes. I, I don't well, think so. Well, in what way did they call him Uncle Tim? I mean, was it like in a friendly, familiar was it way? Like, like, this is my like, Uncle Tim. Like Uncle Joe, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, people, old Uncle Joe. <laughs> peop- yeah, people call Joe Uncle Joe all the time. Maybe they're just like, re- like in a term of endearment. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Oh, says the... Algorithm identifies topics that are popular now rather than topics that have been popular for a while or on a daily basis to help you discover the hottest emerging topics of discussion on Twitter. Thanks for explaining what trends yeah, okay. is, trending is. Now, now we all got it. 
When asked why it took so long to block the phrase that violates its policies, the company declined to expand. <laughs> they were like, uh, um, uh, <laughs> because um, uh, our algorithm <laughs> didn't pick it up. Yeah. yeah, it's like you have these algorithms. Yeah. Shouldn't that have <laughs> picked that up really quickly? Yeah. So Scott's speech was well received on the right, with some commentators saying he had improved his political standing in a notoriously difficult speech to give. During the speech, Scott took aim at race relations, uh, corporate cancel culture, and the politics of division. Which is interesting because MSNBC said his speech was very negative. <laughs> of course, because <laughs> it went against yeah. the narrative. <laughs> this black guy's talking about... And, and it didn't leave them with a lot of hope for the GOP, is what they <laughs> of said. Of course not, because it's going <laughs> against the narrative. Hear me clearly. America is not a racist country, Scott said. It's backwards to fight discrimination with different types of discrimination. And it's wrong to try to use our painful taste or painful past. How do I get taste out of past? <laughs> to dishonestly shut down debates in the present. The only black Republican senator, Scott, has talked openly about his experience being targeted by police, including getting pulled over seven times in one year. Now he's leading the GOP effort to pass police reform legislation in the wake of George, George Floyd's death. So he's doing stuff. Right. In response to the thing, the, yeah. the same, he, he actually was one of the first guys who came out with the bill after George Floyd, and they shot him down and said <laughs> that it wasn't good enough. Because he's a Republican. Yeah. Um, again, like I said, he, he's for all these movements. He's for all the things that they want him to be for. But mm -hmm. then when he comes out and says, we're not systemically racist, there's yeah. racism, there's police problems that need reforms. But if. A, he's a Republican, so they're going to instantly be against right. him, no matter what he says. Right. He could come out and say, fuck the whole system, it's all racist, yeah. blah, blah. They're like, you're a Republican, you're a liar. Right. Yeah. yeah, You're just saying you're, this you're, to— You're just be trying to be opportunistic. Yeah, you're just glomming onto yeah. our, our movement. Yeah. Said Scott called out Democrats for using the filibuster last year to block his police reform bill, no, which you talked about. And then this year, when they are in power, claiming the filibuster needs to be abolished because it's a Jim Crow relic. <laughs> so that's irony for you, isn't it? Yeah. So <laughs> he he's basically he's I mean he's calling shit what it is Good. shit yeah yeah yeah. So I and mean they don't like it, and that's why he's negative and leaving no hope for them. <laughs> says the same filibuster the Democrats used to kill my police reform bill last year has not suddenly become a racist relic. <laughs> So I, I like this guy yeah. because, yeah, he stands up for his morals no matter what his party line yeah. usually stands on because yeah. most of them aren't for, like, police reform right. and stuff. Uh, yeah. But then he also calls out bullshit on the other—he calls out bullshit on both sides. Yeah. And so I, I like this guy, and obviously they're going to come out and slam him for mm -hmm. it because, I mean, this black guy, a Republican, he must be an right. Uncle Tom. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's ridiculous. So let's move away from Biden's speech because— Speaking of racism, speaking of racism, which one? Oh, <laughs> I got two. I, I got two of them here. Uh, let's go with that one. This one. All right. Talking about big government, the government having its hands on too much stuff, yeah. controlling your life too much, big government being back or just still being here, like we said. The FDA is now moving to ban menthol cigarettes. That's crazy. And the reasoning, speaking of racism. And they're not even like shy about it. It's because black people smoke menthol cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't that sound like reminiscent to uh, Nixon's war on drugs? Yeah, right. Yeah. O only he didn't come out publicly yeah. and say right. 
all the black people smoke weed and do crack. <laughs> right. So I'm going to crack down. But the FDA is saying it's because black people <laughs> smoke menthol cigarettes. Which, which I, when I smoked, I smoked menthol. Yeah. I, I liked menthol. Yeah. I know a lot of white people that yeah. smoke menthols, but apparently it's a predominantly black thing. So we got to ban it. It says um, this is from NPR, too. So I, I'm sorry that these articles. Oh, I'm not going to do this. This is a freaking interview. Oh, I don't want to read. So let yeah. me find an actual article about it. Because I'm not going to read, and I'd, I would have to do it in their voice, and I'm not going to do that. Uh, menthol ban. Sorry, you got to deal with us even when we're not live. We have fuck-ups, too, and I'm probably not going to edit this out. So, boom. Boom. It's my show, bitch. <laughs> Imagine if somebody got offended by that. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, he wanted to edit out his stuff, and he called me a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just justified that <laughs> I, I i think so fda to ban menthol cigarettes and flavored cigarettes and a medical experts weigh in asheville north carolina on thursday a- april 29th the fda announced it is working towards banning menthol cigarettes and flavored mass produced cigars <laughs> can you really <laughs> call those cigars no, no. call them by what they are what are they bill <laughs> They're 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 pussy. Well, they, well, they're blunts is what yeah. they are. That's right. what they're yeah. banning. We're not banning cigars. No, yeah, we're yeah. Bl- banning blunts. Swisher seat sweets. Yes, basically. Yes. Um, let me freaking find this. It says um, health officials say the move is expected to improve the health outcomes of certain groups more likely <laughs> to use those certain products. groups. We're not going to say what groups oh, those are. Oh, they do though. Oh, do they? They they actually do. Nice. Locally, the ban is being applauded by some, while some business owners are questioning the purpose of the ban and feel fear their businesses will take a hit. Well, obviously they're going to take a hit. Look at all the like discount tobacco shops. What do you think they predominantly sell the oh, most? Yeah. Like the the yeah the corner stores and stuff yeah. like well, that. Well, h- how many people that you know that you have people that smoke real cigars, and then you have people that load up on. The blunts and the blunts, Swisher sweets. Yes. So, you know. Says um, a medical official in the mountains. <laughs> <that's> just <laughs> just vaguely, vaguely in the mountains. <laughs> that doesn't give you much huh. credit when you wow. say when you say oh. a medical official in the mountains. He wants to graduate from Hick U. <laughs> oh, my God. That's that's your reliable source. <laughs> so this guy from the mountains said. <laughs> Dear God. And then there's this dude on the corner, and he <laughs> thought... <that laughs> a medical official in the mountain says this ban will be a move in the right direction, but he emphasizes that it's all cigarettes and tobacco, not just menthol and flavor type. No shit. So why are they even quoting him? Yes, but they're basically saying this guy is saying this is stupid because it's all cigarettes. It's not just menthol. Yeah. It's not just right. blunts. It's All of them are a yeah. problem. So why are... I mean, I would like to look at the statistics of, like... How many like marble reds versus menthols yeah. are smoked? Right. Like who smokes more? Yeah. Um. So, oh great. Here we go. Uh, it says. I think this is somebody else. No, this is the same men- medical guy from the mountains. I appreciate the push to ban menthol cigarettes. I think most importantly, the emphasis should be to the entire community that cigarettes and all forms of tobacco are really unhealthy. I think they've been saying this with the Surgeon General warning. Yeah. Right. For decades, yeah, since the '60s, yeah, we know that there are carcinogens in cigarettes, independent of menthol. 
We know that any form of nicotine, whether it's smokeless or cigarettes themselves, it's really bad for your health. Thank you, Mountain <laughs> Doctor. It causes cancer. Yeah, it causes Dr. vascular <laughs> disease. Yeah, <laughs> That's a name I haven't heard since I know, the 90s. Right? The FDA says banning menthol cigarettes and flavored cigars specifically will help save lives because taking them off the market would help reduce the chance of young people starting to smoke. No, come on. Say what it means. Yeah. Say what you mean. Because I, I read it somewhere else. Banning menthol, this is the FDA, the last allowable flavor in cigarettes and banning all flavors in cigars will help save lives, particularly among those disproportionately affected by those deadly products. Say it. Just say it. Here, here we go. Here it is. The FDA will help significantly reduce youth initiation, increase the chances of smoking cessation among current smokers, and address health disparities experienced by communities of colors, low-income populations, and LGBT, LGBTQ individuals. Huh. I never would have put that connection there. No. We're just throwing out blanket minorities in general right. now. Yeah. It's yeah. like, well, we got people of color, we got youth, we got low-income, we got the gays. I mean, they're all smoking menthol. Right. right, yeah. That just tells me everybody smokes menthols. Right. So you're telling me yeah. the gay guys aren't? Are th They are smoking it, but straight white males aren't smoking menthols? Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I don't understand <laughs> the logic there. <laughs> I mean, they did come out and say people of color, but when they throw an LGBTQ, it's just like we're just throwing them all at yeah, the right. wall and yeah. seeing who what gets sticks. Yeah, who gets the yeah. most um, outraged by this. Do you want the gays to die of cancer? Do you want black people to die of cancer? No? All right, then ban this. <laughs> In the U.S., it's estimated that nearly 18.6 million people currently smoke menthol cigarettes. But FDA statistics show that out of all black smokers, nearly 85% smoke menthol cigarettes, while 30% of white smokers smoke menthol. So there's your numbers right there. Yep. But then they're not taking into account that the other 70% of white people are dying of cancer from non-menthol. Right, yeah, right. Which, again, as Mountain Doctor says, are just as dangerous. Yeah, but we only care about black people dying. Yeah. And it <laughs> I get that they're trying to say that they al already are disproportionately, like, like have more issues getting health care and things like right. that is kind yeah. of where they're pushing us. But uh, isn't this just going to lead to more, like... um unbalanced when it comes to yeah. uh, police like arresting black guys for smoking yeah, or selling right. illegal menthols yeah, and stuff right. like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that. okay. So three things. First of all, you know, white savior complex, anybody, right. you know, right. I mean, <laughs> right. You can't save yourself from these menthols. So we're going to save you for, for mm -hmm. them. So um, second of all, yeah. I mean, what now there's going to be a black market for menthol cigarettes. I mean, I want to know what the because they gave the percentage of black smokers that smoke menthols. I want to know the percentage of the LGBTQ that smoke menthols because they had to include that in their statement for right. whatever reason. Yeah, right. So why don't they give that percentage? Maybe they're just hoping for a little extra support from that community. <laughs> yes, I don't know. As for flavored cigars, they are disproportionately popular among youth and other popular and other populations. <laughs> they don't even call them minorities. It's just other pop, just the others. <laughs> there's there's us there's the and youth then there's and other. then everybody else that smokes uh, them. the other populations means like minorities it's like them trying to nicely yeah. say minorities now do you think that is going to include like flavored um tobacco like chew chewing tobacco 
Because I know in high school there was a lot of guys that were chewing flavored t- chewing tobacco. Well, yeah, like mint or like spearmint right, or, or yeah, even like cherry or whatever. Wintergreen, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's. I mean, I I don't know. Do black people do that? <laughs> or do the know. LGBTQ do that? <laughs> that I, I think know. that's mostly um, uh, redneck white dudes yeah. in the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> that's why the mountain doctor didn't go there. <laughs> Nearly 74% of youth aged 12 to 17 who use cigars, how many youth do you know that use cigars, say they smoke them because they come in flavors they enjoy? In 2009, the FDA banned all flavored cigarettes besides menthol. The agency said the ban's effectiveness may have been undermined by continued availability. Hopefully this doesn't include chewing gum ones, because I really like that. Oh, like the bubble gum cigars? Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't think they have those anymore. They do at the uh, the place down at the mall. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, I can't. I can't anymore. I can't do this. This is is dumb? It's dumb. Well, and don't they think... Oh, no, they don't. The government doesn't think people can make decisions for themselves. Absolutely not. I'm surprised they're not mandating green vegetables for everybody at every meal. Well... (laughs) Michelle Obama tried that. Remember? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. How'd that work out? Vending machines. Yeah, <laughs> right. I think they didn't they get rid of like soda machines in the cafeterias at schools yeah. under Michelle yeah. Obama too, which is that was like my full lunch in high school was the soda machine in the vending machine. Yes, that was it. Yep. So, what? What do you think what, about this? Do you think I, they're I, reaching? I can't. I can't even like form <laughs> thoughts on how. Yeah, it like how can a African American look at this and be like, "I'm okay." That's with this. a good idea. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, no, I, I would be thinking like, "What the fuck? All right, why are they targeting me?" Talk about in the step in the wrong direction on the war on drugs because now we're mm-hmm. adding right something menthol else cigarettes. Yeah. Yes, and again, it's going to open up a black market of yeah. it or whatever. Um, more. Afri- yeah. more like black said, people getting arrested more for it. nonviolent criminals for menthol cigarettes mm-hmm. i mean that's just dumb it doesn't make any sense and it doesn't like it, it's just it, and what they're going to expand the fda and the the ftc to be able to uh, manage this i don't know i mean that's almost it almost sounds like they have to i i don't know i'm at a loss when I saw this, I'm like, they, they've got to be joking. And, and, and they didn't possibly come out and say it was because African Americans smoke menthols more. Yeah. No, no, but they no. did. Yeah. They actually they said did. it. And that was one of the that was the thing I saw all week was when this popped was this is the most racist thing I've seen this mm. week. <laughs> it is. It absolutely is. It's targeting the the black community. Yes, yeah. I I get that you're supposedly trying to do something good for them. But is that even what they want? Do they want you to take away their menthol cigarettes? Uh, Maybe that's the only good thing they have going in their (laughs) life, and they're like, dude, why would you do this? Because I know on a really rough day, if I don't have my nicotine, I'm not a very nice person. It's like kind of goes hand-in-hand with my caffeine. If I don't have one or the other, I'm I'm not having a very good day. You're saying there's going to be more shootings now. (laughs) Interesting. I didn't even think about that. Maybe that's why. They're doing it. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Increased spike in mass shootings <laughs> after, like, within weeks of the ban yeah. on nicotine. We don't know what's going on, but we clearly need to ban our weapons now. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> so we got big government in Biden. We've got big government stepping on anything they can think of when it comes to, like, the FDA, like, with yeah. this stupid nicotine ban. We also have... 
Biden again back to like if if and when Trump did this, it was racist or it was nationalist or it yeah. was Nazism or whatever. Well, Biden has come out and decided to ban travel from India because of their strain of their super strain of coronavirus. That's not racist. What's the difference between that and when Trump banned travel from, from China? China? Right, exactly. There is no difference. But it is apparently because nobody is screaming, "Hey, this is racist." This well, is uh, because blah, they blah, don't blah. get as much money from India as they get from China. That's probably <laughs> that's probably true. So uh, this one's from theguardian.com. It says U.S. cites Indian variant in implementing a travel ban on Tuesday. So this is already implemented, apparently. Hmm. Um, I knew it was coming, but I didn't know it was a thing. We are running out of time quick, so we need to move on this. Says most travelers from India will be prohibited from entering the U.S. from Tuesday, from Tuesday, as the country struggles to contain a catastrophic surge in the COVID-19 case and a new virus variant. Again, how is this different from Trump's China ban minus yeah. the money? Exactly. Under the travel ban announced by Joe Biden on Friday, with the exception of legal permanent residents, spouses, and close family members of U.S. citizens. Travelers from India will join those from countries including including China, Iran, Brazil, and South Africa, and the UK, and Ireland, and being unable to enter the U.S. Interesting, because I know on his campaign trail, he specifically pointed the finger at Trump saying this China ban was blatantly oh, racist. Oh, yeah. No, I remember that. They're yes. still on the fucking no travel list. Yeah. They're still there. He hasn't gotten rid of that. And we also have Iran, Brazil, South Africa, UK, and Ireland. Huh. I didn't know all those were on I didn't a travel ban. was. Or Ireland. Yeah. Says the White House press secretary, Circleback Saki, said the administration made the determination on the advice of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Yeah, because they have all the answers. Right, they know what's going on. Um, barring entry to most foreigners who have been in India in the past 14 days. Can you call them foreigners and I not be a so. racist? I don't no. think you can. No. It said the CDC advises, based on work by public health and scientific experts, I mean, that that's the difference there. Yeah. They just throw out, hey, it was public health er experts and science experts. Right. Because Trump was always on war against science, remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He didn't like science. That these variants have characteristics of concern, which may make them more easily transmitted and have the potential for reduced protection afforded by some vaccines. Biden also said the CDC had concluded that the proactive measures were needed to protect public health from travelers from India. India has reached a world record 350,000 cases a day and a death toll of 211,853. Is that higher than the United States? I'm not sure. I don't know what we're sitting at these days. Hmm. But 350,000 a day is insane. Yeah. Experts say both figures are undercounts, so it could be higher. The spread of the variant B1617 has also caused countries, including UK, Germany, and Italy, to close their borders to travelers from India. Racist. Those freaking racists closing I their know. borders. Prime Minister Narendra Modi and his government have been criticized for failing to prevent large gatherings. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the problem there. They're not taking these extraordinary measures of preventing large gatherings. Yeah. And to take other public health precautions. Modi held rallies and said he was elated to see large crowds. Mm. 
The situation is the worst since the beginning of the pandemic last year and the worst of any country with hospitals and morgues overwhelmed. India has also struggled to accelerate vaccination efforts with 26,000 or 26 million, 26.6 million people vaccinated by Saturday. Just 1.95% of the population is vaccinated. Holy shit. That's it. That's all that's vaccinated. That's the big concern is yeah. they're still allowing large, large gatherings yeah. and they're not vaccinating their people. Yeah. You can see where that narrative like. Right. Yeah. Where they're building with that. Yeah. They're going to be like, you want to be like India? Mm -hmm. They don't vaccinate right. and they have large gatherings. Do you want this? Yeah, because that's where this is going. Well, I, I had seen there was a, I was looking for it just a while ago because I can't find it. There was a headline that popped that said 500 people have been admitted to hospitals with covid even after getting the vaccine. Well, no shit. Right. But that's I mean, they warned us this. You, you're still going <laughs> to be at risk right. for covid. Yeah. Even with this. But, but do you think that's going to lead to. You know, oh, you gotta you gotta wear your mask. You gotta social distance. Yes. forever. Yes, they've basically said yeah. this. Yeah, but we're gonna. I think we're getting into this tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Did we decide we're getting into this? Tomorrow? We hadn't decided what we're getting into yet. But I think I kind of want to get into this tomorrow. I'm the whole like class division between the vaccinated and the yeah. non-vaccinated. Because earlier this week we saw where they were setting like these lists up on Facebook. It's like if you're yeah. vaccinated. Outside, you can do this and this right. and this. And outside, you can... And well, we looked at each other and we're like, we didn't know yeah. you couldn't and do that. And didn't you say there was something from... Um, there was a school hmm? somewhere that was separating their students by those that... That wore masks and didn't wear masks. Yeah, Because right. they voted down ma forcing kids to wear masks. Yeah. But the kids that didn't wear masks, they separated them d different lines. Mm -hmm. Which that's going to cause... Can you imagine... Being separated like that as a kid, oh like yeah. uh, well, this is elementary. We're talking elementary. Yeah, the old psychological study where they separated blue eyes from brown eyes. Mm. Uh, yeah, it, it was a famous study they did uh, probably back in the fifties, maybe the early sixties. And so they were like, you know, if the kids have brown eyes, they're like a they're we're going to treat them like they're less. They have to do their uh, separate. They don't get recess. They have to eat lunch together at this that's table. That's traumatizing. Right. But it, but Even it was for an experiment, I know, I know. that's traumatizing. And, and so they, they would teach it, right? They did that. And, and these kids, they, they you know had this air of superiority, right? And so then the next day, they sw switched. And, I mean, there was kids bawling, being like, you know, I don't want to be blue eyes. Yeah, you know, and I mean, up. yeah, that it was very fucked up. I mean, talk about, like, PTSD at an oh, early yeah. age. That's yeah. so fucked up. But, yeah, this school, this is my cousin. The school, like I said, separated them, the masked and the unmasked, in different lines because, and their reasoning was, because if somebody does get COVID, then it's better for, uh, what's it called, the trace contact tracing. Right. And the people without masks, the kids without masks, have to quarantine, but the kids with masks don't have to quarantine. That goes blatantly against yeah. what the CDC's recommendations have been for the entire year yeah. because you've had to quarantine whether or not you're wearing a mask or not. Right. So that yeah. either A is bullshit or B, they're just making shit up I or both. I think it's both. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to get into that more tomorrow because I really want to focus on okay. that, that whole class division yeah. thing because it's scary. And so I'm going to mm -hmm. try to go back and find some of those posts on Facebook to pull yeah. up because just reading them, I'm like, holy shit, yeah. this is happening. And we talked about it's going to come down to this. Yeah. And now here, we here are. it is. Yeah. So and, and it's not going to get better. It's just going to get more divided. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. But back to this article about India and the whole travel ban. 
minus the fact that it's blatant hypocrisy to impose this travel ban when they scream that Trump was a racist for even the thought of it. Yeah. Why would you even think, why would you dehumanize these people in this uh, country where it originated from by telling them they can't come here? But now we still aren't letting the Chinese in, but we're also not letting the a Indian lot of other people, yeah. and specifically the Indians now. And But like I said, besides that fact of hypocrisy, I think this whole narrative of because they're quick to point out the the mass gatherings and how the prime minister there was elated to see large crowds. Mm -hmm. They're kind of making him out to be the Trump of India. Right. Like he's he's promoting his large crowds at his rallies. Yeah. That sounds familiar, right? right. Yeah. And then this whole only two per less than two percent of the population is vaccinated. So yeah. It's going to be an easy narrative to point at India and be like, look how they are. Mm -hmm. And you guys are against vaccinations and against um, closing down the large crowds. Do you think this crowds. is a way that they can use to try to get some of these leaders pushed out? Because the leaders that are in these countries, when they mentioned, um, you know, like India and Brazil specifically, mm -hmm. are countries where these leaders are, are often compared to Trump. Right. Mm -hmm. They're conservative leaders. They're more of like a nationalist type view towards their country. And so do you think that this is being used to maybe try to push them out? Interesting. I wasn't, but now I am. There you go. I mean, we <laughs> talked about Biden sticking his fingers in things. Yeah. And America's always done that. Right. It's like get the leaders that um, fall in line with this. Mm -hmm. We we talked about how the build back better scenario is. A worldwide thing. Right. We go back and listen to our Build Back Better episode yeah. because it's not. This is definitely not made up by Donald Trump. No. This is a UN. Uh, um, what was that? Uh, World Economic Forum. Yeah, that came Spooky out of creepy James Bond bad guy. Yeah, creepy like globalist type yeah. agenda. But these could be leaders that don't fall in right. line with that. It's and like we this is how they get out. Them. It's humanitarian crisis, mm -hmm. right? These guys, these guys need to go. Yep, I I can see that, and we're gonna have to definitely keep an eye on that. How long before? Um, Modi gets ousted. Yeah. How long you think? Right. I, I don't know. I, I give him. I give him maybe midsummer. You think so? Yep. We will. We'll, we'll write that down and Kay. remember to look back at that. So, this day, the second day of May, we declare <laughs> that the prime minister of India get ousted yeah. within the next few months. That leaves us right about the end of our time. I did want to get into a couple other things, but we're out of time. We talked about the big government stuff. Yeah. That's what I really wanted to talk about. Giuliani's apartment was raided. I did want to talk about that right. more. I just see that as, because Trump came out this week and said, hey, the, the polls are in and more and more people want me to be the president right. again all time of Forever. Because I am the greatest president of all time. Yes. And so I, I feel like the Giuliani raid was yeah. basically to um, maybe put more like dark yeah. like a dark stamp on I, Donald Trump. Yeah, I see that. They're gonna they're gonna go after anybody who supports Trump and make them out to be a bad guy and then they're gonna use that as fuel. Well, uh 60% of his cabinet people that he wants have been investigated by the FBI in the last uh, four years. Yeah, so. I wonder why. Because yeah. you keep investigating them. Yeah. You keep bringing up old shit. Yeah. Um, I, I saw several articles when I just typed in Giuliani raid today. I, I saw several articles that were like, more Trump supporters are trembling mm -hmm. after Giuliani's um, raid. It's just yeah. like, are they, though? Well, are they're they? trying to make it out to be like, you know, they're, they're you know, 
ferreting out the 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 communist you know they're they're going house to house you know trying to get these extremists out you know mm-hmm. and and that's what it's making it look like and, and so oh the trump supporters are shaking in their boots because because trump's lawyers are, are being investigated now yep. and it's like you know yep basically they're looking into uh they're raided his house saying that he was Basically trying to persuade the Ukrainian government in response to Trump. The whole thing that Trump right. was impeached on. They yeah. pulled his cell phones. They pulled his laptops and all the stuff. In response to him trying to... Trump trying to push against Biden, basically. Yeah. But who cares about the fact that Biden basically did the same thing right. in response to like his son's dealings over there? Who yeah. cares about that? We're right. not going to write their stuff. Right. It's probably just a response to... Uh, Freaking Hunter Biden's oh, laptop. I'm sure. I'm sure. And like I said, to tarnish the Trump name forever, mm. the whole, um, his whole under like dark membership, yeah. all all his followers, and right. we're we're going to just bring them all down, and mm. it's just to make Trump look bad. Yep. So if he does come back and run in 2024, yeah. they can be like, well, this guy was um, raided by the FBI. This guy was investigating, yeah. like you said, and it's just like, well, yeah, there's a reason because right. the FBI targeted those people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe it'll come out that Julian was a scumbag. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. He no. seems like a scumbag. He's a politician. He's a, a New from York New York politician. Uh, exactly. An Italian mobster, New York politician type. So, and I want to see the FBI raid the other Italian New York politicians, <laughs> like like Cuomo, Cuomo. and uh, um, oh gosh, who's the uh, guy from? Uh, who's the mayor of the city? Oh, I can't <sighs> think. I I don't remember. Yeah, him. That guy. Anyway. We are out of time, though. We can't really get into that. The whole point of this show is to tell you that government is still big. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. Mm -hmm. I'm not like, oh, shit, he made the government big again. No, he didn't. He just continued to do the things that the government does. I mean, look, look, Clinton left. Bush Jr. comes in. Government went big on them, only though they went big with Homeland Security, Mm -hmm. military. Obama comes in, he makes the government big on the other side, you know, IRS, um, you know, um, social programs, uh, Obamacare. Trump comes in, money back into the military, back into whatever, and, I mean, it just goes back and forth. I mean, they grow the government, they just grow different parts of it. Just shifting the money around towards their constituents and the people that support them and stuff. So, don't worry, it's all the same, it all sucks. Uh, nothing's going to change unless something seriously, drastically. Yeah. And, and happens. like I told you, the, anybody who comes in who def who wants to like real cuts in the government, they're gonna have to lay off thousands of people, and well, they're they, gonna be the biggest villain ever. Well, they're never going to make it to the debate stage, like we saw. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, what's her name? The Tulsi. No, the the, the Libertarian candidate. Oh, Spikes, yeah, yeah. Spike's running right. mate. <laughs> yeah, Jorgensen. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I know yeah. Spike. He was the head of. He was the face of the campaign. Yeah. His running mate. Yeah, <laughs> the right. The one that was going for the president. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, Joe Jorgensen couldn't even make it to the debate yeah. stage because right. of the things that libertarians stand for, like small government, right. like yeah. getting rid of all of them and yeah. just sitting back and being like, all right, yeah. you guys do your thing. Yeah, anybody – well, we're, first thing we're going to do is we're going to cut the Fed. We're going to get rid of the Board of Education. We're going to get rid of the EPA. I mean, you think that person's <laughs> the, actually going to – The Bureau of Prisons, the yeah, Federal exactly. Bureau of Prisons that we yeah. didn't know existed. Yeah. That's about it for today. Continue to do what you do. Speak out against this big government bullshit. Yep. It's not going anywhere unless we do. 
the more people speak out against it, I think the more well, change could yeah. be possible. And but and that's the thing is, you know, people they they don't look into the different government stuff. You know, I mean, everybody assumes the board of education is great. You know, everybody right. assumes the EPA is great. You know, the IRS, the Fed, whatever. You know, and and they don't look at it just how a much big money damage funnel. they do. Yeah, it's just a big money funnel. It is all it is. It I is. mean, look how how great of a concept social security is. Right. But where's that money? Yeah. It's been funneled to other places. Oh, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> And you talked about privatizing it, and that's the first thing they say, oh, why do you want to kill grandma and grandpa? Why do you want to take money that we're funneling to other places? That's yes, bullshit. Exactly. We're going to get out of here for this week. Once again, we'll be live Monday night, which is tomorrow night, our time right now. So Monday night, live, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, as usual, unless something comes up like with a, a guest. But we don't have any guests scheduled no, for tomorrow. So you're just getting us. Just us. Unfiltered. I'm sorry. Yep. Bill unfiltered. And me. <laughs> um, <coughs> join us for that. Share us all over social media. Check us out all over the place. I forgot to mention our sponsor, uh, the Coffee Fix of Freedom. Yes. Check out Run Your Mouth Coffee at RYM Coffee or RYM.com. Run Your Mouth Coffee at RYM.com. They stand up for free speech. Founded by John Odermatt and Ben Pangi. John Odermatt, as y'all heard last week, was our guest. He supports free speech, liberty, all that fun stuff that we support. So check them out, support them, drink their coffee, because you should. Otherwise, that's all I have. That's all I got. Have a great week. We'll see you back here tomorrow night. Peace. Bye. The Break the Bell podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back, because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Remzo and Justin. A shout-out to our sponsors, Goulash Media, On the Run with Remzo W. Martinez Podcast, and Banzot Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell, or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next time. Let us continue to invade your ear holes and as always, never stop talking.